Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to the Smarter Business Finance Podcast. Uh, this is episode nine about financing used equipment. My name is Kevin O'Boyle. And I'm Darren King. Darren, you used to work in the nightclubs in Las Vegas, right? That's correct. That must be a fun time. You probably got a ton of stories. Indeed I do. Definitely more stories than we have time for today. <laughs> <laughs> Some that may be not suitable for camera, but that that's neither here or there. Um, so tell me a little bit about like working in that industry, how that kind of um, reminds you of financing used equipment. Yeah, we get this younger clientele that would uh, always come in, kind of feel like they're going to get themselves a Silver Fox or a Cougar. And um, I'd always recommend just uh, take them for a test drive, see how they move on the dance floor. You never know, they may break a hip later on. You want to kind of make sure and just gauge how they move out there. So, All right, so uh, kind of to start out the podcast, we're uh, working with used equipment today. We kind of want to figure out like what the lenders can and can't do. So as far as like age and mileage on equipment or hours on equipment, if you're buying construction equipment, uh, like what is acceptable in your eyes? So we deal with over 30 different lenders here at Smarter Finance and everybody has different stipulations as far as like mileage, years, hour meter, things like that. Um, but since we are talking about older, you know, equipment and upper in age, I should say, um, we do deal with a few that don't have any restrictions on mileage, year, hour meter, uh, you know, nothing like that. So you mentioned being at the club, testing something out as far as like somebody may be breaking a hip. You know, I recommend the same thing with used equipment. You know, go out, touch the equipment, drive it, turn it on, make sure it works, um, get an inspection on it because you want to know that what you're buying um, is something that is going to be reliable and dependable for you. You don't want to buy it and then a week later it shuts down on you and then your piss is all hell. Okay, good deal. And so in the eyes of the lender, uh, like what seems to be the most important thing if they are trying to buy older equipment? Um, the, one of the most important things are uh, to have is experience. Like they want to know that you have experience in the industry. They don't want somebody who just came up on Bitcoin money or something and they just, oh, I want to buy a dump truck. Uh, kind of like or, mattress money. Exactly, right? Like they don't want that uh, people who have never done it before and they're just like, oh, I want to go and start that. Because the majority of startup businesses uh, tend to fail, right? So our lenders don't like to take risk on, on somebody that's never done something before. They want to see somebody who's tenured and have ex has experience in that industry. Yeah, that's good. Good to know. I know they judge like each industry a little bit different. Like they're going to definitely judge a piece of construction equipment a little bit different than an over-the-road truck that you actually sleep in on a daily basis. Uh, so in your eyes, what is the easiest equipment to get done that is used? Uh, the easiest equipment to get done is non-titled equipment, right? And the reason why is because you mentioned a sleeper truck. If somebody's thousands of miles away from their house and this is the second or third time their truck is breaking down, they may just leave it on the side of the road and never see it again. So that's, that's why it is a lot harder to get finance for a, a sleeper truck opposed to non-titled construction equipment or just anything local really. Now, if we're dealing with a, uh, a startup business, uh, what is the actual like number you would put on the mileage on a, uh, say, a commercial sleeper truck? On a sleeper truck, um, you know, the highest one that our lenders would go to for a startup is about 700,000 miles. Okay. And as far as years, what would you say on a startup business? I would say try to keep it within eight years. You know, there's one of the underwriters in my head that will, that I typically send my startup businesses to uh, or startup over the road drivers to and they're, they're six years. Yeah, that's typically what I'm seeing. They uh, never really want to go older than six years for some reason. Um, you got to remember, 
these, uh, the people making these decisions for the lenders, they're not necessarily someone that's ever been behind the wheel of a truck. Uh, what they have is a list of qualifications that they have to abide by because everything in their eyes is risk mitigation. Uh, they base everything on risk assessment factors and that's how they make their decision on your approval. So uh, pivoting to uh, construction equipment or non-titled equipment, um, what would you say is the average year that a startup business can actually get done as far as the oldest uh, equipment possible? For, uh, for non-title stuff, they're a little more lenient than a sleeper truck. I would say the range that they like is around 10 to 15 years old. Tell me a little bit about the qualifications of the individual on a startup business. So on a startup business, um, again, the, the underwriters like to see experience, at least three to five years of experience in the field. Um, if it is a CDL requirement, again, some underwriters like to see at least three to five years of CDL experience as well. Um, a minimum credit score on a sleeper is about 650 um, that we can work with. If we're talking um, a day cab or local, um, you're looking at like a 620 to 630 score for a startup. Good to know. All right, so as far as the financials, is, uh, would you say there's a, like a, a golden number that a customer needs to have in his bank account uh, to get approved for a loan? If, if our underwriters were, are requiring to see banks, I would say to have at least 30% of what you're looking to purchase, only because um, the underwriters are going to ask you for 10 to 20% down, and they don't want to deplete your bank account, right? They want to know that you have money in addition to that. If your car were, or if your piece of equipment were to break down, they want to know that you can um, you can keep yourself afloat while you're going through repairs. Ah, so basically, if there's an unforeseen speed bump in the road, you have uh, the ability to overcome it. And to kind of go off that, we do deal with underwriters that don't even need to see banks. Um, you know, it's called app-only uh, submissions. So that's the ones we we obviously like. It's uh, easier for us to to get an approval than less that we request from the client. Um, so yeah, so we do have options where banks may be needed and some that we don't need them. I gotcha. Uh, so yeah, from my understanding, those are the ones that you're typically going to just make a first or maybe even a last payment up front instead of a large down payment. So yeah, that's a big thing with us, right? Um, in lieu of a 10 to 20% down, we've got underwriters who will do the first two payments or two upfront payments um, to save you a ton of money rather than putting 20% down on, let's say, a $100,000 machine. You know, instead of coming $20,000 out of pocket, we may come out six to $7,000 in total, and you can drive off with your equipment. Nice. And uh, like a common question I always get is uh, a lot of these customers, uh, they, they realize the quality of a rebuild or a platinum overhaul. Uh, so we start to get these uh, customers looking for pre-admission trucks or pre-e-log. Uh, in your experience, uh, how easy is that to get done to uh, for an actual startup company? For a startup company, uh, to be honest, it's almost impossible. Um, those trucks, again, are typically older in age, higher in mileage, you know, things like that. And the main thing that I've seen with our underwriters is you have to have at least one to two trucks in your fleet uh, to even be considered for an older age truck like that. Yeah, that's what I noticed. Like, once you've actually established yourself with two years' time in business and you have at least two trucks and you're buying your third, uh, they call it established fleet. That's when the lender starts to actually trust your judgment on the equipment you're looking to purchase, and they don't really care so much about checking the boxes for their standards or their qualifications. So uh, they're more going to lean on your experience and your judgment at that point. Yeah, and, and you have to kind of set the real expectation for clients. You know, some startup businesses are looking to finance oh, I want to get a $150,000 truck for their first truck, right? Like, 
why why would a bank risk their money on you who've you know your brand new startup business again we mentioned the majority of startup businesses fail why would they shoot you $150,000 right it just doesn't make sense um, so most of the lenders will cap you uh, for you know trucks like that at 50,000 to 75,000 just depending on you know your your credit history and and other factors all right, and I know there is a possibility of actually getting approved for some of these uh, like higher price vehicles, uh, especially with higher mileage. Uh, once you actually establish yourself in the industry and uh, have financed uh, in the past, uh, one of the main things they're looking for is previous borrowing history. On average, they want to see that you finance something at least half the equipment cost uh, previously and paid on it perfectly for 24 months. That's called a comparable trade line. Uh, that's only if you're actually a homeowner. A lot of the times, if you're not a homeowner, they're going to demand that you've actually financed something for 70% of the equipment cost and paid on it perfectly for 24 months. So just something to keep in mind. You know, the, the good thing about that is to um, some of our underwriters don't even need 24 months. Um, you know, a lot of them would consider a 12 month as a comp, um, 12 month pay history. So that that's helped us open a lot of doors for startup businesses and, um, you know, tenured business owners as well. Okay. And uh, do the lenders really consider uh, like financing a personal vehicle or actually financing a commercial vehicle and having a report to your pay net? Which one uh, kind of shows a little bit more weight? Um, if you have an established business and you have a pay net, you know, which is you have commercial credit in there um, and you've paid again over 12 to 24 months on something, um, all the underwriters love that. Um, they will kind of hold that more into weight than a personal one, I, I should say. Um, but yeah, if, if somebody does have a strong pay net, I, I think that definitely helps out a little more. Uh, so what you're saying is uh, business credit goes a little bit farther than just consumer credit. Absolutely. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help people build their business credit, right? Get away from that personal guarantee where it's showing up on somebody's actual personal credit. Um, we want to help people um, actually be business owners, right? If let's say for whatever reason, something goes south, like we don't want your personal credit to be affected by that. We want you to go be able to buy that house you want for your wife. We want you to be able to go buy that car you want. So you don't have a $75,000 commercial loan showing up on your personal credit. Ah, so what you're saying is it doesn't really affect your debt to income ratio whatsoever. This is just strictly a business loan. Yeah, strictly a business loan. Now that that's structured, um, you know, we do personal guarantor. But the only way that's going to reflect on your credit is if you default on the loan. So, so Darren, we're talking about used equipment and financing it for your business and things like that. What's the oldest piece of equipment that you finance for a client? Well, uh, honestly, uh, we've been able to do some pretty remarkable deals. Uh, I think the oldest piece of equipment for me would be a 1970s medical trailer. So, wow. Uh, yeah, we don't just do trucks and construction. We do medical as well. So. Uh, we were able to get a, uh, a newer MRI machine retrofitted into a 1970 uh, medical trailer. So we are able to get some pretty old pieces of equipment done. However, the customer was highly qualified and had time in business. So, That's amazing. That, that equipment's older than both of us. It really is. It's Jeez. old enough to fight in Vietnam. Do you, do you remember what um, like term? Did you get a 60-month term for that? Or you know, do you remember what it was? Yeah, they actually stretched it out to a 60-month term. Wow. So, yeah. 60 months for 1976, you said? Uh, it was a 1970 medical trailer. 19, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that just shows you, you know, the underwriters that we deal with, you're getting five years to pay off a, a thing that's over 40 to 50 years old in that time span. That's amazing. And there are some lenders that will even allow us to defer the payments. You won't have another payment for 90 days, and that always helps out, especially when you're uh, getting started trying to make some money with some new equipment. 
Now, as far as like in the transportation industry, what would you say is the oldest piece of equipment that you've got done? Well, for an established customer that had multiple years time in business and established fleet, I was able to do a, a mid-1980s cab over. And so those are those cool trucks, kind of look like the uh, original Optimus Prime. So, oh, nice. Yeah, those were fun. Uh, so that, as far as trucks, that's uh, one of the older ones that I've done. I'm pretty sure it was a 1986. That's amazing. Uh, uh, the, the things that we can do for our clients just surprises me every day, man. Yeah, definitely. And I've seen as far as like uh, when it comes to like non-titled equipment, I've been able to do some like early 1970s equipment. Uh, as long as they're able to show ownership, we were uh, able to get it done from a private party seller. So that's the main thing when purchasing some more equip uh, equipment like that. Yeah. And uh, one thing I would add on or I guess to, to kind of maybe wrap this up, um, what I've noticed working here at Smarter Finance we kind of go the extra mile to get these older pieces of equipment done. You know, we're asking things that other underwriters may not be asking or other lending options may not be asking, right? Like we're asking how long they've done things for, what their experience is. We may be asking for banks or not. We may be asking for tax returns. You know, other lending options aren't really going that extra mile for their clients. Do you have anything like that, that, that a story that you could tell? Yeah, we were actually looking at this uh, a piece of uh, non-titled equipment. It was so old that the actual uh, serial number plate was worn off. The other lenders, they just wouldn't do it because they couldn't prove ownership because they had no way to actually do a, uh, a basically a search to find out who the original owner was. Uh, so what we did is we had them uh, contact the manufacturer and order a new serial number plate. So we were able to get that installed, get pictures of it, get it, uh, the equipment approved. It all worked out pretty well. Man, that's, that's going the extra mile. That's yeah. awesome. Darren, man, uh, thanks for sitting and chatting with me. You know, I appreciate your time. Um, again, thank you for tuning in to the Smarter Business Finance Podcast, Episode 9. Again, my name is Kevin O'Boyle. And I'm Darren King. Thanks for tuning in with us, guys. Thanks for watching or listening. If you're listening through a podcast app, we would love it if you would be so kind as to leave a review. If you are watching this on YouTube, it would mean the world to us if you left a comment or gave us a big thumbs up. And lastly, if you're looking at us on the website, if you would let us know an episode that's of interest to you, that would be fantastic.